All right, so uh, I'm here today with Joe Lyon, my uncle. Um, man, I love and respect very much. Uh, I've brought you in to talk uh, to me about COVID. Um, who are you? Who are you, my uncle? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, as 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 in the oh, the as in the Odyssey, Odyssey, uh, I am no man, <laughs> and I am every man. Yeah, Utis. Uh, yeah, there you go. So, no, I am a, uh, uh, physician. Um, my training was at University of California, then at Cook County Hospital, then at University of Florida. I've, uh, primarily been involved in, uh, critical care, burns, trauma, surgical critical care, operative anesthesiology, but mostly critical care. I've done, um, I was the director of emergency medicine at UF for for five years. I was a director of critical care for I don't know how long ten years five, I don't know a while at UF. Um, uh, spent was then recruited up to the into the northeast up to Pennsylvania. Was a chair of department of critical care medicine uh, for a while. Uh, spent time uh, sort of in between all of that, uh, working in Latin America, working in Nigeria with MSF. Um, you know, MSF, doing, which, what's MSF again? Uh, sorry, uh, Medicine Sans Frontières, Doctors Without Borders, sorry. Mm -mm -mm, gotcha. um, Japan, Turkey, Greece, uh, Germany, visiting professor, lecture, lecturer, stuff like that. So I've done all that. I, primarily, I'm a clinical guy. I've been involved with a fair amount of research and writing, although it's been mostly on pulmonary physiology, infectious disease, not really a whole heck of a lot. In fact, let me rephrase that. Essentially, nothing on virology. I'm not a virologist. I'm not an infectious disease person, but I have certainly <clears throat> since nineteen uh, nineteen since twenty twenty been absolutely intimately involved with the care of COVID patients. So both both the the medical issues, obviously, uh, and as well as some of the social and um, political issues, which have probably been the most problematic uh, I've been involved with. So, uh, so basically I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a frontline physician. I've been an administrator. I've been a, I've been a division chief of department chair. I, you know, I've done all that stuff, I've done research taught, but right now I'm a, I'm sort of a frontline, not sort of, I am a frontline physician, uh, uh, in, in the intensive care unit. And I've got some you know, the experience that everybody's got with COVID. I mean, I've got to. Unfortunately, this is the third pandemic I've been uh, involved with uh, intimately. Uh, uh, HIV AIDS, initially called GRID, of course, um, Ebola, and now this one. Um, and each one a little different and each one a little more frightening for different reasons. Um, but uh, what else? I guess that's me. That's, that's, that's who I am. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, and I'm also a member of Physicians for National Health Program, which probably is all you really need to know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the that's part of what we're missing, you know, a big part. Yeah, yeah. That's so, a huge part. That's a huge know, part. Yeah. So you've seen it, and you're not, you know, you you've uh, you've been kind of around for a couple of iterations of this uh, of the you know pandemic response yeah. uh, and you've kind of you've kind of mm -hmm. been uh been way steep in this stuff uh for a while mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah 
Well, that's fantastic. I'm just, uh, thank you so much for, um, speaking to me and making some time. Um, I know for me, uh, it, it's been, you know, invaluable to be able to talk to you, um, about stuff and be, you know, have access to somebody that I can trust uh, and that, uh, you know, I know has my best interest in mind and not a, not some like, you know, not to say, I mean, there's lots of good doctors out there, but you know, you look online for any information about COVID, um, and it's just, you know, it's like a flood, right? Like there's, there's so much to parse and for, you know, somebody who's not trained in science and, you know, isn't going to go and look at the studies or whatever, you know, just a, your average Joe, like, you know, they look up, you know, should I get the booster or whatever? I mean, okay, maybe that one would be a little easier, but, but, uh, but, you know, but some of these questions that, that no, I have here, God. No, no, it's been a challenge. It's, uh, we can we can go to the certain to the questions you've got. I'd be happy to answer those. Um, but but it's been a challenge. So so perhaps the best way to sort of begin to address this is to do a thirty thousand, sixty thousand foot view, um, uh, not just of 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 uh, SARS-CoV two, which causes COVID nineteen, which is a, pneumo a pneumonia. The virus is uh, uh, is uh, COVID. Uh, it's a family of viruses, RNA viruses, that um, have been seen before. Uh, there was MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. Uh, it's a disease that's uh, primarily, as it sounds, respiratory. Pretty severe, high mortality uh, seen in the Middle East. I believe transmitted by camels, if I remember correctly. There was uh, the original, the original uh, SARS, uh, Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, which was seen in China. Oh, 15 years ago or something like that. It's reasonably severe, um, um, but not the mortality wasn't quite as bad uh, as I remember. Um, I wrote one paper on that with some Chinese colleagues years and years ago. Um, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not new, um, but but the response is what's intriguing. So with 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 so with HIV/AIDS initially called GRID, right, gay related immune deficiency. Because um, initially seen in uh, IV drug users and uh, gays on both coasts, uh, I, I will never forget. It is as long as I live, I will never forget. This is how how wrong a human being can be. I had just returned from work that I'd done with the uh, in Latin America with a new Nicaraguan government in 1981. I'd been there since 1980. Just came back to Chicago. Was in my residency, and I remember picking up. On my way to what we call morning report, where we talked about the, the night's, previous night's admissions with the chair of medicine, I picked up a, my copy from my box, I guess, New England Journal of Medicine. And I was sort of glancing at it as I walked toward the chair's office. And, and there was two, the two lead articles about this new unusual disease seen amongst gay men um, on both coasts. And I remember thinking to myself, I re, it's as clear as, as, as can be. Well, this is going to be a nothing burger as well. Uh, and uh, boy, was I so wrong about that. Uh, so wrong about that. But, but you know, what happened was, is of course, it was quite serious. And the thing that was most impressive about that disease initially was the social stigma associated with it. I had, now, I can't, I can't generalize, but I know this has happened more than in just my place. I was at Cook County Hospital. I was a, 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 a senior resident, a senior resident. And um, I had faculty who basically said to me, you know, senior physicians, the guys who are supposed to be training me and my 
residents and medical students who said to me, um, you take care of it. I'm not going to touch this. I'm not going to deal with this because I don't want to get it. And I will never forget the furious, the, how furious I became at the fact that you know these guys would behave in such a way. I mean, it was tough enough being at that place. It was an institution that was primarily um, uh, that primarily served the poor, black, brown, white, the poor. Um, uh, uh, and you know there was a there was some there was some significant disrespect by some of the senior physicians toward our patient population. But that was really remarkable. We 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 took care of those guys. We did it. it you know. I mean, again, I was a senior resident, but I was a resident. I mean, I was a 30-something-year-old doctor in training. And we did, we did everything because, not again, not all, not all, but many of the senior-most doctors said, I want nothing to do with that guy. He looks gay. He looks uh, like a drug user. He is a drug user. Don't want anything to do with him. So it was, and, it was, because, it was because people were, uh, I mean, it was because it was a gay population that, that there was this kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like detachment the, the, or whatever. When, yeah, well, true, and 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 when when the when it was there was when it became clear that there was some for some reason uh, that Haitians Haitian immigrants had a higher incidence as well. Uh, there was a those the, 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 some of the again some of the faculty would just say, "Go take care of that. I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with them." Same thing. Now, what the, the reason behind Haitians specifically? There was a whole bunch of reasons, some of them really, frankly, racist, uh, as to why people thought Haitians might be at risk. But I probably had to do with nothing more, probably nothing more than uh, being gay and not being able to show state, you know, things like that. In other words, there was nothing special about Haitians. That's for sure. Right. But right. that was a that was a that was an opportunity to to see the failure uh, of our health system. Now, I I had. And I'm sorry to be talking quite so much, but no, let me just no, this, this is what I want. <laughs> I, I had a, okay. I mean, I had a fair amount of experience uh, arguing, um, uh, arguing that our health system was a failed health system. I, I mean, the first discussion, the first debate I ever had on that topic was as a 20 year old undergraduate at UC San Diego, standing on the quad, arguing with one of these young Americans for freedom members, these really extremely right wing Republican types at the time. Uh, the, the, now they're even more right wing. But but you know, arguing it was a it was a it was a good argument. You know, good, you know, respectful at the time uh, about why our you know our health system is unequivocally and was at the time unequivocally not the best, not the best, uh, and and it has only gotten worse since. And I and I say this with all respect for my colleague, nurses, doctors, administrators. I mean, the system is set up. The system is set up to give us the results we get. There's not a bunch of stupid administrators. There's not. There's not a bunch of stupid doctors or nurses. There's not. Frankly, I would argue there's not even a bunch of stupid insurance executives. You know, as much as I detest those companies, this is the system and we're getting the results that the system is set up to provide, right? There's a lot of really good folks, but it's a disaster system. HIV AIDS brought out was the first, maybe, this may not be fair, I, I may be understating the truth, but it was, at least to me, the first time it was in as clear lifetime. as can be 
it, how, it, yes, how screwed up this system was. Uh, and as you remember, uh, oh, actually, as you probably don't remember, you won't. Uh, you know, <laughs> as uh, I know, uh, the the yes, yes, the president was Reagan. Uh, his uh, and he uh, unequivocally refused to address this pandemic at the time that was killing thousands and thousands of thousands, and it was ultimately his uh, Surgeon General. Um, I can see his face. I blocking on his name. Uh, who again? Uh, this was a guy who was a, a pediatric surgeon, known to people who trained me, uh, and uh, and he was a kind of born again Christian type. Didn't want to deal with it, and finally could not live with himself, and publicly came out uh, attacking, attacking in a, in, a, in a polite way, his own administration, and saying we have to address these issues and those. The way we address this is with by addressing the the, the behaviors that uh, lead to to uh, to HIV AIDS. Right. You know, Everett, about Everett, sex, uh, C. About Everett Coop. C. C. Everett Coop. C. Everett Coop. Yes. Yeah. C. Everett Coop. That's the, that was a guy. You know, an amazing, amazing. Again, I don't know him personally. I don't know. What I do know is he stood up. And he said, we have to deal with this. Interestingly enough, really? interestingly enough, at the time, uh, uh, Anthony Fauci was at the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease, a pretty young guy. And, in, and, the, and, and, the, and the gay population initially was furious with him because he would not rapidly provide drugs that might uh, uh, provide some hope for all these people who are dying of HIV. Right. And dying quickly. Uh, Anthony, Dr. Fauci. And died, oh, and horribly. And believe me, believe me, believe me, I've seen it. And horribly. Uh, Fauci really, really quite rapidly changed his tune. Really? And although, you know, he wanted, what he, it wasn't, he, uh, it, this wasn't because he was somehow anti-gay. Or something. This was, in order to, for me to provide you a drug, I've got to have the studies that prove that it's safe, number one, and effective, efficacious, number two. And that takes some years and studies, randomized, controls, controlled, blinded, you know, placebos. Right. And it needs to be funded, right? It needs to be funded, too. It needs to be funded. So there was, but but, but, but even with funding, it takes years. The gay population said, we're dying. We're dying. Just do something. Well, so, so there's two interesting things that come out of this. I know we're talking, we want to talk about COVID, but two interesting things come out of this. Thing number one, is the extreme right in our country, the, the fascist, and I'm sorry, it, it is the fascist right in our country, primarily populated in the Republican Party, have now have begun a series of attacks on Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci made mistakes with COVID. Made mistakes? I mean, who hasn't? I've made mistakes, right? But as fast as he realized they were mistakes, he corrected, right? He is a fine physician, to my mind, a decent man. I, I, I don't know him, but you know, and and he and trying to do the right thing, he did that with HIV/AIDS, and he did it with COVID. Trying to do the right thing. That, so thing number one is is trying to do science the way it should be done. He's been attacked and attacked and attacked. And this latest attack by the right in our country is to bring him in front of Congress and try him. That's what they say they want to do. Fauci clearly at the beginning of HIV/AIDS. May, I think I think made some mistakes, and he rapidly realized he made some mistakes. He corrected course. 
and became an incredible ally of the gay population. Did he did he speak out against uh, did he because OK, so was that before or after the Reagan administration? Well, Reagan, you know, whatever, decided to acknowledge that it even existed or whatever, that it was a problem, decided to have any response. Was that before or was that after the, Like, did he tow the political line until uh, he got the go ahead from up above? Do you think? I mean, if you remember, if you think, you know, I don't know. My, 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 I don't have a clear timeline, but my best sense of what Fauci does, I mean, this is a guy, unlike your uncle, who is politically a pretty smart guy. He, I'm quite sure he came out and said, we've got to do more, but he didn't come out and, you know, as a, as, a, the as the leader of, and, the, right. and critique the president. He didn't do that. I think he did it behind scenes, which is actually what he did with COVID as well. The second thing, but the second thing that's that's quite interesting, again, still staying on HIV/AIDS, is there were no, there were there were no drugs, there were no drugs. So one of the one of the agents, the, in fact, the first agent that seemed like it showed some promise was this agent called azathioprine, AZT. Yeah, AZT, right? AZT was a quite quite a poor drug for treating AIDS. It made you feel horrible, made you feel it was really bad, and it didn't work very well. The only reason I mention it. Is that the is that the um, the uh, uh, some folks who are critical of Fauci now related to COVID have brought up the fact that he allowed or he pushed I think the word was pushed last time I saw it. these revisionists hist- historical revisionists he pushed AZT on the gay community and it didn't make them better hardly and in fact the, the only opposite. the only way you can say things like that yeah is by not knowing any history at all about what really happened. Yes, it's a, it's a poor drug. Yeah, it's a, it's a very poor drug. But yes, also, it was all we had, and we, tr- and we tried it. And I prescribed it. And when I got needles stuck, I took it. And I promise you, my, uh, I, I, it made me so sick, I thought, well, of course, I'm wrong, but I thought AIDS can't be worse than this. And I stopped taking the drug. Fortunately for me, I, I didn't get infected. But, but the point is, it's all we had. There are now, for HIV, drugs that anyone who's positive can take and they are effectively normal they are effectively it's not cured zero or close to zero viral load yeah yeah high activity antiretroviral therapy it's called heart therapy it's it's so 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 that epidemic showed some of the flaws both nationally and locally the the ebola epidemic is a little different i although i was asked to go to um West Africa with World Health to um, take uh, to take care of some of these guys. And although I was prepared to do it, I had a friend, uh, a dear colleague at the um, at World Health Organization who was writing the guidelines for the care of Ebola victims. Right. And and she called and she because she knew I was going to do this. And she said, do not under any circumstances do this. You will die. It is utter chaos. Oh man! Everybody, World Health, MSF, everybody, there, there. It's utter chaos. It's a disaster. Don't do it. So I didn't do that. Um, uh, 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 for good or ill, but I didn't. Um, I had friends who did go, and some of them came back relatively ill. Many of the, the, the some of the ones that I know came back ill, uh, but serious PTSD, serious, serious really? PTSD. Yeah. And then I'll there's bet. and then there's COVID, and then there's COVID. Right. So COVID starts, unfortunately, while uh, uh, 
Trump is the president. And, you know, he 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 was worse even than than Reagan was in terms of wanting to ignore the disease for political purposes. So, first of all, he blamed the Chinese. Uh, it must be military. It must be something. Right. Again, right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have all those data, but everything that I've read suggests that it wasn't a, a virus that escaped from a lab. Number one. Number two. There's his followers. I don't know that I've heard him say this. His followers have argued that Fauci funded gain of function research. Oh, right. The, and the data on that, the data on that is that that is just not what happened. That is not what happened. There were some studies begun by a, 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 a contracted agency that looked at one of the markers, but it just, it's just not, it's just not, it's just not true. So, but the, again, the, the, the look, the, the, what's, what's desired for political purposes, right, is to find a scapegoat we can blame this on. In fact, in fact, more, well, actually, I should say, let me, let me rephrase that. Not in fact, because I don't think we've got all the data. But it at least appears that COVID, uh, COVID-19, this particular SARS-CoV-2, is probably related to the interface or, or as we like to say these days, the youth of today like to say, the intersectionality uh, <laughs> of, <laughs> how about that? How about that? Of sort of climate change and uh, yes. infectious disease. Yes. Prob- that's, probably, that's probably what happened. Probably was from uh, one of those live, or one of those, what they call them, wet markets. Probably. Uh, and it probably jumped from animals to humans, probably similarly to the way that HIV AIDS jumped from animals to humans back in the 70s, right? Because that's when it first started. Um, it, 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 is, it is fair to say, okay, I mean, I, I really want to be just as clear as it's possible to be. So while I think it's absurd to argue that sort of that, that this came from a Chinese lab, military lab, and, and, and Fauci and NIH funded, that's absurd. It is true, though. It, it, it is, and, and sadly true, that the government of China when they found out, the uh, People's Republic of China, when they found out that this was real, the physician that brought it to them was silence. He is now a governor. Oh, I so he here's, I know a little bit more about this part. Um, there's so one of the things is uh, okay. So part of uh, part of this whole thing is that okay, you've got uh, you know the Chinese government isn't run nec- you know it isn't run exactly from the top down. You have your central council, you know, kind of like the presidium back in the uh, you know old Soviet days or whatever. Uh, and then they kind of they send out mandates to the, these different not even mandates actually uh, directives to the different governors or whatever. Anyway. Governors are performance-based. The governor of that province, uh, where it first emerges, the guy who, you know, through the uh, the guy, the researcher, or not researcher, the doctor, whatever he was, uh, in jail for, for you know, uh, to try and keep. So what he was trying to do is he was trying to keep a lid on it. He didn't want to look bad when his performance review came up. He thought, you know, whatever, who cares what he thought. Afterwards, when when it becomes clear that it's, you know, it is what it is, that it's COVID, that it's going to be a big deal. Uh, and when, when the higher levels find out about it, that guy is canned. He's in all kinds of trouble. Uh, because, because he hid it. It'd be like if, uh, it'd be like if a state governor tried to hide that. Um, except in the Chinese model, there's even more incentive because the, they, they're rated on performance from above. 
right? So it's like, you know, you have a, you have your department, you don't want your, your, you know, your area to look bad. You're, you, maybe you're kind of corrupt, uh, uh, or whatever, you know, there's this sort of incentivized thing, but it wasn't, it wasn't a whole Chinese government policy. Uh, that is what I'm saying. Once the rest of the country caught on, once the, the leaders, you know, of China caught on, they immediately have this big response. Um, uh, so, so that's, that's all I wanted to interject. Okay. Yeah. Sure. No, no, governor, I, and, yes. and I appreciate, I appreciate what you're saying. And, and I will, I will, uh, on this, we might, I mean, we might have some philosophical difference. Uh, I, the facts are the facts. You're right. right. But, and, and I, the facts as you've described them is what I've read as well. However, however, as we said about the American health system, the system is set up to get the results that it delivers. And material and circumstances. I'm enough, I'm, right. I'm enough of a Marxist right. to know <laughs> right. that Marx once wrote, well, Marx once wrote that you cannot, under any sense, in any sense, have socialism without democracy. Now, he didn't define what that means precisely, but a top-down system, a system that is, I mean, how, I mean, I know our Chinese colleagues utilize the words and the symbols of socialism, but it, at least in my mind, at least from what I know and have read and have thought about for the last 60 years that I've been thinking about this stuff, uh, it's uh, uh, a pale socialism, if that's what it is. It is, to my mind, an authoritarian government that uses our symbols, and the, and the result they got is the result that you expect from that system. Hmm. Now, having said that, my only point, and my Look point, at our well, no, no, and, and we, <laughs> yeah. no, it, but I'm not, it's not, it's yeah. not, uh, that's, I know what you're that saying. isn't the point. That yes, is just yeah. not the, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, our I'm, result we can mm. talk about, it's horrible. We will talk about it. Right. We will talk about it. My right. only point is, is that they made, there were some mistakes made, without a doubt. When they realized, the Chinese, that this was, this was uh, an active, potential pandemic. The phone calls were made. People at CDC were informed. I mean, they did all that stuff. That that that, that part is true. Mm -hmm. The Chinese took a different tack than, than the U.S. took when it came right. to trying to, right, trying to control this. Uh, and, and for a while, it worked. Now, we're seeing in China now that it really is not working so well at all. It's, it's very difficult to do... Uh it's very difficult to do um, uh, uh, healthcare in just one country, much like it's difficult to do socialism in just one country. Uh, I, you know, well, what, we're what the interconnected. Chinese did, <laughs> what the Chinese tried to do? No, it's true. What the Chinese did was they thought they tried to to uh, isolate people. If you isolate, you can stop you can stop transmission of disease. Absolutely the right. I mean, there's no question about that, right? You can do it. That's public health. 101. But the other things that, that should have been done, to my mind, right? Now, again, I can be criticized for this because I'm not a, 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 a public health guy. But to my mind, they should have used the time they had, and they had time, to immunize everybody. And they didn't yeah. do that. They didn't do that. Yeah. So the bottom line, though, is not to – I mean, I don't want to really talk much about China it's it, they're 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 well, in a we should we right we now. should and, and, and in the in the future we absolutely should because there's I, I do want to compare different responses I mean you know uh, right so yes yes yeah yeah well, we certainly you know we don't want to get too far afield but some sometime I would like to talk to you about uh, um, sure okay all right yeah anyway we can do that the the the, the, the um, there are now 
So what the Chinese did seem to work, and 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 for at least at the beginning, there are now four new Omicron variants that are quite infectious and that do not respond to the monoclonal antibodies and appear to escape from some, not all, of the vaccine-mediated humoral immunity that is that we've got from the vaccine and the boosters and the um, and the bivalent uh, vaccine that we many of us just got. So so so. We're now in trouble again, but there's, but there's a bunch of nuance to that statement. So thing number, nuance number one is, is that, that what we measure is humoral, medi- uh, humoral mediated immunity for the most part. Are there antibodies? Do they, do they neutralize the virus in vitro? It's a little harder to look at the other component, the other arm of uh, immunity, which is cellular mediated immunity. And, and that probably still is stronger than the humoral immunity and probably, probably, probably still more active than the humoral immunity. Uh, so that's thing number one. Thing number two is even with the weaknesses of the vaccines in the face of the present four variants, people who are fully vaccinated, although they can get infected and although they can transmit, they are much less, much less likely to get hospitalized, end up in the ICU and end up dying. Without a doubt. So, so it's worthwhile getting vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Now, the people who are there, there with are the, people, with there the are booster, we should be clear with, with the booster, with the bivalent booster as well, fully vaccinated with all the, the bivalent way. Bivalent booster as well. Yeah. Yes. And I would argue, even if you've had coronavirus, even if you had COVID-19, if you've gotten in the morning, who's gotten sick with it after your episode of infection is over, I would still get immunized. Because so-called natural immunity, I mean, there's no such, first of all, there's no such thing as natural versus unnatural immunity. There is immunity, full stop. Some people have argued, some people of good faith, but some of not quite such good faith, have argued that no, natural immunity is what we really want, and the vaccine is artificial, so we're not going to do that. Say, Are you out of your minds? There's only immunity. You have it or you don't have it. And it's not a one or a zero. There's actually gradations. But, but you know, you may be, uh, uh, you may have been uh, initially infected with the wild type virus when COVID first started. And you may have humoral immunity to that and cellular immunity. But it may well not help you against the Omicron variant, or at least help you as much. So what you want, whether you've been infected or not, is to be vaccinated the full amount up to and including this bivalent latest uh, uh, vaccine. It doesn't give total protection. There's no such thing as total protection, but it does provide protection against much protection against severe illness, hospitalization, and death. That's that's that piece. The second piece is, you know, what else can you do? I mean, you know, do what the Chinese tried to do with lockdowns. I mean, again, that's public health 101. it, It makes sense. But how long can you do that? And and so they're facing that, and so are we. So I think the thing we have to do, and the thing that I personally do, is I do not go anywhere without a mask. I do not go out. Now, if I'm outside with other people, that's yeah, okay. I mean, I try and keep my distance. But inside any place, when I go to the hospital, every day I wear a mask. Every day. Because because there's just there's, it's just too risky. First of all, and, in the and what kind of mask? What kind of mask? We should say that too. 
I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, mean, I just wear a regular surgical mask. Mm-hmm. No, surgical I don't. Mask. I don't. I mean, I have them. It's just I wear a surgical mask. But a KN95, if that's what you've got, that's really that is better. It is better. And when I go into a room, I mean, okay, so so I do take some chances. To, for me to wear a KN95 hour after hour after hour all the time that I'm in the hospital is a little. It's a little. It's a challenge just for me. So I wear a surgical mask all the time. Less of a challenge. If I go into a room where there's a known uh, COVID patient, I put on a N95 mask and take off the other mask. And then when I come out, I put the other one, get another one, put it on. But but I'm always masked. You know, my I've gone with friends and with my wife to restaurants. You know, who try and sit outside. But obviously, like you're in Wisconsin now, you really can't sit outside. So what we do is when we're when we we wear the mask inside. Uh, we try and get it, if we're inside, we wear the mask when we go inside, try and get seated as far away from others as we can, take it off while we eat, put it on more not, when we're done. It's not perfect. You know, none of this is, none of no. this is perfect. No, we're managing risk. It's just risk. the best you can do. Yeah. You're exactly right. You're managing risk. So, so, you know, I think that the, the issue is, is that this virus, it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a advertisement on the, on television that says, you know, I, uh, I, I run 15 miles a day. And the, and the announcer's voice comes over, shingles doesn't care. Uh, you know, I eat nothing but natural food. Shingles doesn't care. It's an advertisement for a vaccine. The point is, coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, doesn't, doesn't care, care yeah. if you don't believe in it. It doesn't, not you, but people that don't anybody believe doesn't. It. SARS-CoV-2, yeah. yes, it is simply a virus. And it will do what it will do. And all we can do is try and mitigate response. So masks, hand washing distancing, vaccination, um, you know, and if you get sick, if, if you can't stay home, I know this is a, this is a stay fraught. Home. It's a fraught this is subject. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is because our president, you know, this is, this just happened last week or the week before last, just pushed a bill through that refused to give the, the re, sorry, let me rephrase it. He pushed a bill through Congress that made rail workers, stay at work instead of going on strike for sick days. Right. When well, they have I mean, COVID. Yes. Yeah, when they have anything. It's yeah. not just COVID. Right. They have anything. Right, right, right. It's just wrong. Right. And, yeah. the, and, the, and the mantra that was, the mantra was, well, but, but our economy is kind of a little bit of a problem. And if these guys go on strike, well, it might hurt the economy. And so my response is, dude, well, actually, it's not quite what I said. I said Motherfucker. <laughs> if, if, yeah. if that's the case, then take these rich guys, including you know, yes. including uh, Warren Buffett, who owns parts of these railroads, and have them pay them to be, have sick days. It takes a little bit of their profit, but who cares? Big deal. I mean, I don't care. You know, and, and but so so it is a fraught topic. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. And but that's what you, if you can, that's what you should do. You may not be able to. You know, you may not be able to. So so so. This is not going to go away. And my best sense is, in fact, not only is this not going to go away, uh, yesterday I was looking at data that suggested the number of, uh, not suggested, it was pretty clear, that nationally the number of cases is going up and the number of deaths is going up. I'm sorry, not cases, uh, cases too. But hospitalizations and deaths are increasing by significant uh, double digits. So but we're not really so tracking cases. Back, I mean, I we're tracking a little bit of cases, but we've kind of abandoned yeah. that whole model. Right, because with home testing, how do you report it? You don't report it. 
But hospitalizations and ICU admissions and deaths, oh, yes, those you can track and know. So those appear to be going up again. So one expects that this will become, yet again, in this um, this cycle, this is we're now at uh, in the winter cycle, it becomes uh, a problem for us again. So, you know, and, and, and so, and so, okay, so you say, okay, but, you know, you've laid out some things we can do and they might work and they do work. But, you know, you, I mean, I live in the South and every single day I have, People I take care of come into the ICU themselves or their loved with their loved ones, and I, you know, and ask them. You know, I ask them, "Are you are you immunized?" And you know, the 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 what is today? Today's Tuesday, Sunday, Sunday morning. Get called down to the emergency department for a lady who's in respiratory distress needs to be needs to have her breathing supported with a machine. Blah 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 blah. And her, and her husband's there. Nice guy. Talk to him. You know, we talk about we get his wife squared away, and then I turn to him and and, and ask. You know, you know, have you have you both been immunized? And she, he says, absolutely not, not going to. I lost three friends to that vaccine. And so I said, well, okay. I, I mean, you know, it's, look, it's not my point to argue with you here. I'm here to take care of your wife. But 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 number one, you didn't lose three friends to the vaccine. You may have lost three friends, not to the vaccine though. No, the vaccine would have saved them, could have saved them. This may may have been affected when it happened. You know, who knows? But but you need to be. You know, you're you the guy you're. Older, elder, older, you know, you need to be immunized. Your wife has got multiple co- comorbidities. She needs to be immunized. I said, and I, and I mean, and I give them the lecture. I mean, I talk to them. I mean, I talked about this, uh, about why it matters, sort of like we've been talking. And I then ref- I point to the, the turned off television on the wall up in the media. And I say, the problem is that that idiot box and the, and the misinformation that's been distributed. I said, and I, t- and I, I mean, I name names. I mean, I name names. I said by Fox News, by One American News Network, by Trump and the people associated with Trump. I said, you know, look. I said, I tell them, I'm sorry. I know I don't know you well enough to, to have a political talk with you, but this impacts not only your health, but my health and the people that you love and the people that are all around us here in this ER, if you, in this emergency department, if you infect them, who's going to be here to take care of you? You're not vaccinated. You don't wear masks. You don't believe in it. Quote, believe in it. You know, shingles doesn't care. They're misled. Right? They're misled. I mean, I mean, it's not, you know, it's, and and as long as you have these outlets that are pumping out, and, and truly, I, in my opinion, I, I hold not equally culpable. Absolutely not. But I hold, uh, you know, these other, you know, the, the sort of corporate Democrat side of, of the media is, is not all, I mean, they're better. They're better. They're better. But yeah, they're not they're that yeah. much better. They're, they're towing a line too. And, and, and truthfully it's like uh you know when you let that stuff fly when when there is no i don't know i don't i mean you, you know I, I don't know what the alternative would be but but when you have this flood of misinformation that's coming from the the sources that people trust uh it's it is it's really hard i mean you're you're ex- you're simultaneously expecting not you i mean we as a society, yeah, the greater, and actually yeah. not even we, yeah. the ruling yeah. elites are expecting people, or if that's mm-hmm. even what they expect, maybe it's cynical, uh, uh, are, you know, people are expected to become, uh, medical experts, make these decisions all for themselves. Oh, I'm going to get the vaccine. I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm going to do this part. I'm not going to do that part. Then meanwhile, they have this other thing, you know, blabbing at them, telling them, Oh, Hey, the vaccine's fake. It's going to kill you, whatever. And then, then, you know, and then we expect them to make a rational decision 
based on that. When, when truthfully, you know, how, you know, you ask me how to, um, how to build a bridge. I've got the basic idea, but, you know, if every American had to build their, or every, you know, United States citizen had to build their own bridge anytime they wanted to cross a bridge, we'd have a lot of people falling into the Am River. Uh, you know, <clears throat> so, so I, I don't know, you know, that's, that's the maddening part for, for me, uh, is, is if right. we don't, uh, you know, and I don't know what the answer to that is, but, oof, but it's, well, it's, part you know, of the answer, I, part of the answer, is there has to be accountability. It's not, it is true that people are misled and I'm willing to give wide, wide, wide birth to our fellow citizens who've been misled. On the other hand, and there, believe you me, there is another hand. I have never been threatened with physical harm as much as I've been threatened with this nonsense. Yeah, I'll bet. Screamed at and cursed at by young women because I wouldn't give their dad ivermectin to the two daughters oh, of this man, no. uh, you know, and, 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 and with one other guy, oh you know, his dad was dying. He's a, he was a 30 something year old guy, big muscular guy. I mean, and you know, I mean, I've been around the block long enough. You can kind of tell when a, when, a, when the guy, when the guy is like, you know, milliseconds from taking a swing, right. Body posture, tone, everything, just the way he stood. I mean, I've also done martial arts. So I sort of know what the position is when you're getting ready. And he was ready. It's like, you know, give me a break. I mean, I'm completely uninterested. If you don't want my help, do not come to me for help. That's fine. I understand. But the other thing is, is, you know, it's not just, but those guys are mis, those guys are, they are misled. And, and yeah. so I, I do, no, no, I do but, you know, you're right. You're right. No, I, so here's, I think two things. One, one is, uh, we need public education and, and maybe we need to not let, you know, a major news network. Be, I don't mean, you know, I don't know. I don't trust necessarily the U.S. government any, any more than, you know, depending on who's in charge, right? Like, uh, uh, any more than, than whatever, you know, the news network to, to set that, but maybe some bare minimum for God's sakes. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but, but public education. If people aren't educated, they cannot know. Mm. They're easier to mislead. Educated. They're much easier to mislead. And it's true that public education is problematic. And that, that's a, that's really a different topic, but certainly related. You're right. But the other piece of this is, is that, you know, there was a period in our history around the time of Andrew Jackson with the Know Nothing movement where people thought that, that they knew just as much as anybody else. Now, admittedly, admittedly, medicine in the 1810s, 20s, was different than it is now, for right. sure. Right. But, but you know, but 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 the but the but the movement in the United States that that tendency in our country uh, to to think that elites are just uh, are scum of the earth that they don't know anymore. And I've had people tell me that too. Yeah. You know, arguing with me about medical therapy. Well, it doesn't matter that you've got you know several degrees. I did my research. Well, let me tell you something, dude. I mean, not you, dude. Them, dude. Yeah. You know, your research, you go to the internet, you find what you find. Maybe you're sitting on the toilet while you're doing your research on the internet. I mean, I am by no means, I am by no means the cat's meow of academic physicians. But, you know, I've done major textbooks, two of them in multiple editions. I've got about 200 papers peer-reviewed, you know, and abstracts. I mean, so I've done my share. I, I think I know what research is, Right. Right. Uh, you can read a scholarly and paper I, I, you, and easily digest. I can figure it out. Relatively, you can't. You just this stuff is not. This stuff is not that simple. If it was simple, yeah, it'd be easy, but it's not. So you do have to at some point have be willing to have confidence in somebody. 
And, and, and I have way more confidence in Anthony Fauci, whatever his flaws, and, and the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease, in the CDC, who've made mistakes as well. You know, because when they make the mistakes, they tend to try and correct them. That's the nature of the scientific yeah. method. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are political pressures there. I mean, I right. know it. But I'm telling you, America's frontline physicians, that organization headed by this a woman whose name I can't think of right now, uh, Simone Gold or something like that. I mean, those are not the people that, are, that we should be listening to. Those guys are dangerous. And what they do is they, is they um, spew enough information that is that sounds right and sounds easier uh, and and sort of builds on conspiracy theories that, that and people say oh okay this makes sense to me now but but it isn't quite like that anymore anymore as you just mentioned about our Chinese brothers and sisters than it is to say the Chinese did this on purpose the system is set up for the result it produces. And if we want to change things, that's true here, that's true there. If we want to change things here, we have to think that we have to look systemically and decide how we want to alter things. You know, you can yes. argue for bad people. And I know, yeah, there are some, some bad, some bad actors, I mean, sure. right. but, 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 but it's a but, system. But in general, it's a system. And that's what we have to use. You know, Marx, again, <laughs> I was going to say years ago, uh, a little longer than years ago, like <laughs> 107 years ago. Was, yeah. uh, this may be an apocryphal story. I'm not quite sure. But was <laughs> back when you were a young man. You no, know, I'm kidding. <laughs> back when I was young. There you go. It says, Professor Marx, you know, you argue that the working class is the motor force of history. Well, if that's true, then why don't the workers simply change the world into a better world? Full stop right now. And Marx, again, perhaps apocryphally, uh, uh, sort of smiled and chuckled and said, well, my friend, you know, it's not quite that simple. Yes, the working class is the motor force of history. But in a certain way, think of them as like a small dog at the end of a pony cart. They can go a little ahead, a little behind, a little to the left, a little to the right, but they're pulled by this pony cart. That's the force. That's history. That's, that's all the other actors in history. They can't make all that stop, but they can impact it. And, and so I think, you know, we've got the same issues. We can't, we can't make everything stop on a dime, change on a dime, but we certainly can try and alter things and, 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 and materially alter you know, things, materially alter materially things, not just alter. ideas, but the physical reality of the, of the matter, you know, but creating a national healthcare system, for example. Man, I have argued for that. I, I will go to my grave and we won't have it. But I've argued that since I was 20 years old. I am now 70 years old, right? I mean, it's like 50 years. It, 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 I mean, I know I've done some good work, but it feels like gotten nowhere. I mean, so the material things that we can do as we approach this next uh, surge of COVID, again, because that's, that's sort of a, a, a right. Zooming back mask, in. Yeah. Zooming back in, right? Hand wash, distance. Immunize, mask when you're inside. You know, again, should you not go out anymore? Well, I don't think so. I think you've got to be able to live a life somehow. You just can't stay isolated for that. It's like, this is not the zombie apocalypse yet. This is not, you know, the end of the world yet. Probably <laughs> never will be. Right. Well, and but, most, you know, most people don't have that option. You, most you people turned. don't even have that option. You know what I mean? It's not like for, for the vast majority, yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do? Stop going to work? 
No. If you have to work, if you have to go to work, then you go to work masked. You wash your hands. You do the best. All you can do the best you can, but you don't ignore the science and you get immunized. That is available for everybody right now and, and should be done. Um, so anyway, that's, that's my, that's my, that's my plan and I'm sticking to it. I like, I mean, you know, uh, uh, part, part of, I think why, uh, why I, I want to do this, I think maybe why we both want to do this is, is, um, you know, to give that, that sort of, uh, that, that level of guidance. And sometimes it's as simple as being like, yeah, you should still be doing it. Uh, you know, it is. And I think probably a lot of the people that we're speaking to, I hope, will reach the widest audience possible. But, but, uh, you know, it's like, it's hard to know, uh, uh, what to do, but there's a lot of people that want to do it right. You know, when, when they repealed, uh, when they removed the restrictions, um, I think there was, they did some polling, uh, maybe something like 45, 44% of people, uh, were like, had, you know, were uncomfortable with the speed at which restrictions were removed. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, and I, I think, you know, are just worried about it. You know, I think that those folks, you know, I mean, right now we can't change maybe the macro. We can't change the big picture. Um, but, but even if we can give some guidance to people, uh, and how to, how to navigate the, the world, you know, you know, we, we're not going to have national healthcare tomorrow. Um, but, but if we can, uh, you know, I mean, for the, for those, for everybody, for, for us living through this, um, I think there's a really big value, uh, to, to, you know, to getting to talk to someone like you and, uh, and, and like, uh, you know, get, get some uh, direction to be pointed. So I think that even this basic stuff, like, yes, you should be wearing a mask. I do think that's important. I really do. You know? Well, and, and, and the thing I think what you say that I would say is, um, you know, if, when this, when this gets, goes out, wherever it goes out, and when you're, if you're, if you put a, 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 a link on your website so that people who have questions can send them to you, you can send them to me. Okay. And I mean, I'll answer them as, as rapidly as I can. I mean, I'm happy to do that. I mean, I, you know, it's not like, I mean, again, I think most physicians and most nurses are like this. None of us went into this because we, to get, you know, I mean, everyone's got to have a salary, everyone, but, but to get rich, like every time I say something, I have to be paid. No, 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 no. I would be happy to do that if that's of help to people. Um, you know, and, and just with a, with a caveat that, I, you know, I'm a reasonably well-informed physician. I'm not a public health guy and I'm not Anthony Fauci, but but, you know, a, a good chunk of my work does relate to infectious disease because I'm in the ICU. I mean, that, that's a huge swath of what we do. And and I have, you know, been caring for these guys. So happy, you know, I'm happy to do that if that be of help. The other thing I think to point out is we've not really talked about long COVID. Oh, yes. I want to ask you about that. I personally want to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's yeah. a paper. A paper was just published uh, in um, in. Um, I think it was in science. I just I, I read it and downloaded it. I can't remember the citation. But but so there's no clear clue why long COVID exists, right? Why is it? What is this? Well, this paper looked at autopsy in 40 patients who died of COVID. And and they took, you know, when you I, I've done autopsies when I was a student. And when you do autopsies, you 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 take all the organs out and from every organ, liver, lungs, spleen, kidneys, name it brain you take 
tissue samples, and then they used they used uh, uh, immune studies to look for virus, and the virus was present everywhere, everywhere. It's not just in the lung, it's everywhere. And so, and so the issue is long COVID is probably again that this is this is one paper. We're really not sure what the hell's going on with long COVID, but it, but it may well be related to an ongoing infection or immune response. And so there is now, as far as I know, I only know of, and I could be wrong on how many studies there are, but there's at least one study ongoing utilizing Paxlovid, uh, antiviral therapy. Really? That we use for food. Yeah, yeah, for chronic COVID. Really? Don't know how it's going to come out, but that's sure, the that's sure, sure. study. Sure, right? but, so oh, wow. it, it, it is a huge deal. And, and in fact, when people say, well, you know, not people. When when the when the only owner class when the owner class says, "I can't get people to work. Where are all the workers? What's going on? We must have given them too much money." My response is, "Dude, first of all, a million of us died. Yeah, some of them are older, but but my youngest patient who died in my arms was was 19 years old. That's but two, some 20 to 30 percent of people who have COVID have long COVID, and some good percentage of them cannot function." So where are the people? You know, there's that's part of the answer. The last thing I want to say about this, if I may, yes, uh, we touched on it, and I was thinking about this earlier. Is uh, one of the things that just annoys me and annoys my colleagues, nursing physicians, beyond words, is this bullshit that we're heroes. We are effing not heroes. We were never heroes, right? We were people. We knew how to do our jobs, and we did our jobs to the best of our ability trying to take care of our people. And our people is broad, right? Americans, non-Americans, we don't care, right? And, and it's administrative types. It's corporate types who branded these us as heroes. And now they don't want to give nurses a, a pay raise. Right, you know? right. If and people, now the other, that, that's the other my thing. heroes. If, 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 you know, if the people who are saving you from, if the people, you know, the doctors and the nurses and the, you know, and actually even all of the staff of the hospital yeah. from the janitors yes. to the, the yeah. person at the door, exactly whatever. right. Right, you know, like, exactly like if right. you cannot, you can't, you're just going to clap for them? Like, Give them, you know, let them negotiate, uh, you know, uh, same thing with the train uh, workers, you know, the train unions. It's like, you know, oh, oh, the, the, the infrastructure, the infrastructure, everything's, you know, okay. Uh, you know, you got these people out here doing it. Take care of them. Do you know, at least at least bargain with them in good faith. Uh, right. else. And it's not just those of us in hospitals, right? It's 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 retail store. It's delivery people. All these people were called essential and they were heroes. But man, as soon as this was over, it's like the the corporate sector needs its profit. So, so that it's not, so that is, is unbelievably painful for all of us to see this happening. And, and, and and now it'll likely happen again. And so I don't know what the response is going to be, but I do know a fair number of nurses who have said, I will not be treated this way again by my patients, by administration. And if they think they can do that, I'm gone. And there'll be nobody. I mean, that's the key. That's the point here. There'll be nobody left to take care of you, person who's listening to this, if this, like, continues. You can threaten me all you want. I mean, like, I'm not, I mean, I, I've had my, my issues, right? I've been shot at. I've been this, not not for COVID, for others, when I was in Latin America. You know, but, but I mean, so it's like, but, you know, there is a point when I'm going to just say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm just uninterested. 
and stop. And that's true of me. It's true of nurses. It's true of everybody. So people who really, who, I mean, we, we, we do have really skilled practitioners, docs, nurse practitioners, PAs, nurses, right? I mean, all of us. And you're right. And you're right. You know, the, 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 the environmental service guys get the short end, but, but I can be gone and the hospital keeps going. If the environmental service is gone, hospital stops. So these are the whole, everybody in that hospital is important. And if you got, if not you guys, not you, I don't mean you, of course. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But if people think that it's cute to threaten, that it's cute to insult, like, like, like in August of 2021, at the beginning of August, I went into the hospital. I didn't leave till September, basically. You know, I mean, that was my commitment to our people. Didn't matter. I, I don't expect anything. For, you know, I, I, but I don't expect anything special. But I also don't expect to be threatened because of it or insulted because of it. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So that's the that's the thing. I mean, there's there's, and the problem is this is going to happen again. I'm not, I'm not again. I'm not trying to say woe is me. Nothing like that. I really though worry about my nursing co- and, and especially our ju- my junior nursing colleagues because you know they're fresh out of nursing school. They're right and they want to do this, and then they get insulted and they get threatened. It's like. Jesus, you can't run a place without them. So that's the thing I think we we, t- we need to think about and talk about yeah. in the future. Yeah. Yes, man. Oh, I'm I'm so with you. It's oh, it's really frustrating. That's uh, you know, we got our local nurses. We're we're fighting. Uh, and you know, actually, uh, let me let me give people something actionable. Um, you know, I don't know how or where if there's a labor labor struggle uh, uh going on. Uh, I don't know if you can, if you have the time, if you have the bandwidth, if there's anything you can do, you know, uh, uh, do it, write them a letter, uh, write, write the hospital email. Maybe it won't do anything. I don't know. Or, you know, find somebody who's working on it. If you can support labor, uh, do it. If there's a way that you can find to pitch in, whether it's even just not crossing the picket line, a lot of people, uh, go to uh Starbucks right now. Um, you know, and I get it, you know, whatever it's, we all, we all make compromise, whatever they're having, you know, they're, they're trying to punish their labor unions. Um, and this is much, you know, again, much bigger issue, but I don't know, man, if you can, if you can, if you have, if to the, not you literally, but to the, the, you know, the greater you, if you can support labor, do it always. You know, solidarity, right? Yeah, the, 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 exactly. The nurses in the national health system in Britain are striking to try and get a decent wage. Right. Uh, you know, you know, in in two thousand in two thousand um, fourteen, I believe it was fourteen. Karen Davis, uh, professor of public health, published an article in um, uh, Healthcare, I believe it was, looking at the top 11 health systems in the world. Mm-hmm. What was number one? What was number 11? And why? It was a very detailed, beautiful mm-hmm. study. At the time, the British National Health System was the number one system in the world. Right. Now, it's fallen because the conservatives didn't fund it. Right. You know, they've got all sorts of problems. You can be the best one year and not so good three years later if funding goes, if there right. was, you know, if you don't have adequate personnel, all that stuff. Right. So actually, and but in that study in 2000, 14, like in 2007 and 9 and I forget, 10, there were multiple studies. The U.S. was number 11. We are the worst of the worst year after year after year after year. The most yeah. expensive with the worst, some of the, some of the worst outcomes. Again, not stupid yeah. people, not administrators that are stupid, not nurses, not doctors. No. Excuse me. Yeah. It's the system. The system is set up to provide, to generate profit. Right. And that's what it does. Not right. to generate right. health care. 
or health, which is more than just being in hospital.